I've communicated, um, we're going to have Paul Buckley um, teaching us, and he's going to be doing some practical teaching this morning um, as we learn to sing the Psalms together in some new ways, and so I'm grateful for that. Let me pray for us, and then I'm, we're going to, I'll turn it over to Paul. Let me pray. Father, we're thankful for um, your steadfast love and mercy in Christ, and we're thankful for the ways that you um, sustain the world, that you sustain us, that you give us um, life each day. And Father, we pray that uh, this morning, this new Lord's Day, that your spirit um, would dwell richly with us. Um, the places where we uh, need your grace and your help and your mercy, I pray that you would give us those things, Father. Um, I pray that you would prepare our hearts for worship um, here in about an hour, um, as you promised to draw near to us. We ask that you would indeed do that. And we pray that you'd bless our time now, um, that you would give us um, a rich time in the next hour as we uh, think about the Psalms and what it means to sing them and to participate in uh, the worship of your people throughout the ages in that way. We pray it in Christ's name. Amen. When I go do this um, hither and yon around the country, um, we're going to do over the next few weeks uh, basically what I do in the, in the course of one weekend at a church. Um, when I go to a church, I assume that everyone who comes for the weekend, they devote their whole day on Friday, the whole day is Saturday to this. I assume they want to be there. They're interested in it. Um, I don't necessarily assume quite the same thing um, here because we're already in the routine of coming on Sunday morning and what I'm about to do may seem sort of weird. You may have come in part out of curiosity to see where you, whether you want to camp out together like this for the next few weeks. Whether I do it here or do it at another church, I'm always thinking as I go into it, I know, that, I know this about everyone who's sitting in front of me, um, that they all carry burdens, have wounds, worries, problems they're dealing with, so forth. And my fear is always, wow, I hope this does not just seem some, like some sort of arcane distraction from the stuff that really matters. Why are we indulging in this sort of curiosity when I've got all kinds of problems to deal with? So I can't answer that in one sentence, but I hope that it will become evident sooner rather than later that I think this is actually very much on, on point, even if we have to get into some minutiae and technicalities along the way. So that's the only preliminary stuff I want to say. I want to just get us right into singing. So if it, does everyone have um, the sheet that was being passed out? It has uh, three different approach, approaches to Psalm 46. Here's what we're going to do. Um, there's a little exercise where we're going to sing each of these. And after we've sung the first one, we'll come back to the whiteboard here and we will talk about what we think works with that way of doing it and what we think doesn't work with that way of doing it. And I'll keep score up here. The only rule is we always begin with what's right. Uh, we don't begin with the criticism. We're gonna eat from the tree of life first and then from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, we're, we're going to receive with gratitude what we can, first of all, and then if we think that there are things to criticize, then we can do that, but strictly in that order. The good stuff, then the stuff we think is weaker. 
All right, um, the first thing, be still and know that I am God. So here's the goal. Um, we want to, this is the mission. We want to sing Psalm 46. Here's our first attempt at it. If you don't know this, I'm going to play it once through. Um, we're only going to sing the first of these three verses. So let me play it, and then we'll sing it. go. Be still, I know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Good. Did anyone know that already? Okay. I think we should have green for things that are going to go in the plus column. Okay, what do we like about that? The words are, okay, so, um, so easy to learn. Yes, James. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Okay. See, it seems familiar. Okay. What else do we like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Highlights a theme from the psalm. What else is good? Yes. Yeah. It's an easy um, melody. No extremes. Yes. Okay. So tight as this little piece is, it, it summons us to something, okay? Calls us to, you said to action, calls us to a certain kind of, of action. What else? Meditative. Good. That's enough positive stuff. Unless someone really has something else that they're eager to say. All right. Now, red for what we think is weak. By the way, by the way, say this. 
it always happens. This all, when you do this exercise, there's always someone on at least one of these pieces of music who, when we get to the negative, lists something that everybody else had put in the positive. That's okay. So be bold, speak up, and feel free. My goal is to see if we can get a worship war going. That'll be the best way to, way to do it, um, is if we can get some disagreement. <laughs> so don't be afraid just because someone has said something positive over here. Feel free to turn the guns and make it into a negative if you think you should. It's repetitious. Okay. Repetitious. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, we're through with positive stuff, James. Well, I was gonna, you can't. I was gonna move on to my point. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Wax emotional connection. Um lacks nuance, someone said. Jeremy, I don't think you've gotten to speak. Mm-hmm. And this is a bad thing. Okay. So, too familiar. Okay. And, you know, if this gets really combative, we can always take things outside, you know, just a few of us if we have to. I guess I would say Okay. Already going to get crowded up here. Pretty, but not beautiful. Yes. Well, whose fault is that, Eric? Who? <laughs> Too kid-friendly. <laughs> okay. Anything else we don't like? Mm-hmm. 
Right. <laughs> this is. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a battle for all of us, for most of us, especially from the south. Yes. Right, not much content. Yes. Yes. Now, this, I mean, we've kind of hinted at it with the not much content and so forth. This is where I'm always driving. This is where I'm always hoping it goes, is if the goal is to sing, song, sing Psalm 46, this is not Psalm 46. It's interesting, okay, everywhere I do this, um, people tend to go immediately to the music on each of these. And, and I'm saying this too early in the process. <laughs> Should let it happen for the next one too. But, okay, the cat's out of the bag. But people begin to talk about the music immediately and it takes a long time before anyone gets to text. Just interesting phenomenon. Now, that's um, not quite the case here because this was a point about the text, highlights the theme was about the text. Now, let me, let me ask, um, so it's not Psalm 46, but is it evil to have a song that's devoted to just Psalm 4610? I mean, no matter what you think about this music, is it evil? No. Right, There's a, there is a place for this sort of thing. Okay, I used to be on the bandwagon that criticized a lot of contemporary music as being seven eleven songs, right? Seven words sung 11 times. Um, and then I realized the church has always had seven eleven songs. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit both now and ever and unto ages of ages, amen. Now, I don't know how many words that is, but in a lot of traditional worship, you will hear that many, many times in a service. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy on us. Um, at Easter, we sang, as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, Alleluia. Sang it through three times, had a doxology, turned around and sang it half a time, and then a climactic fourth time. You know, one verse of scripture, Galatians 3.27. So there's, there's a play, the, the difference is, I think, between, I mean, it's, it's fair game to talk about the repetitious nature of a lot, not all, not all, but a lot of contemporary music. On the other hand, it's not quite fair because the, 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 in the context of, of what we would all call traditional Christian worship, those things don't stand alone. They're punctuating a service that's pretty dense with content, right? When we, when we sing glory to the Father here, it's not one of a dozen 7-Eleven songs. It's one song among a lot of other dense with scripture stuff. So um, it's a question of balance. The other thing is about this melody, um, 
So Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. I've seen this treated like in a meme or in a Christian poster. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Now, without looking, without looking, what happens right after be still and know that I am God in Psalm 46? I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, what happens right before Psalm 46.10? Don't look. What do we know? I mean, this is a judgment-free zone. Okay, if we don't know it, it's okay. But just what, what, what do we know here? I mean, if we're going to say this has been lifted out of context. Right, destruction. Um, come behold what desolation he has wrought on earth. Um, dot, dot, dot. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear, burns the chariots in fire. Be still and know that I am God. And it's a word not about American evangelical quiet time, but it's a word to warring nations to shut up and sit down and know that God is God. So it's a word to Russia. For that matter, it's a word to red, white, and blue warmongers. Um, he breaks the bow and shatters the spear. Be still. One translation I know says desist and know that I am God. So the danger of lifting it out of the context is the meaning changes. It comes to mean something different from what it means in the context of the psalm, which doesn't make that language somehow bad. If you want language that's more individual along those lines, you have that in the psalms. Be still and wait patiently for the Lord. I don't know if it's the same word in Hebrew offhand. But um, think of um, something that St. Anselm says at the beginning of one of his works, where he says to the reader, inviting them in, says, um, come away, you insignificant man, and put away the tumult of your thoughts. Think on God a little and rest for a while in him. And we might paraphrase that as be still and know that I am God. But it's not exactly what the psalm means. So if you take that music um, and try to fit the rest of the psalm in there, you know, what do you get? Does it work? So we can just start with, um, uh, Behold what destruction he has wrought. He burns the chariots in the fire. Be still. That no, it doesn't doesn't really suit the the rest of the psalm. Just in immediate context. Okay. So the thing that weighs the most here, I think, is is not actually psalm. Here's another example. Uh, surely you all have done this. This is the day that the Lord hath made. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will, okay. What is the day? 
what is the day? This what? Okay, so this is from Psalm 118. What happens right before this is the day? What happens right before it? The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So in other words, it's the day on which the chief, this rejected stone has become the chief cornerstone. So the psalmist did not wake up one morning and say, hmm, before sunrise, I'm going to write Psalm 118 today and get down to verse 22 or 23 and write, the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and then looked up and saw the sun coming over the horizon and changed the subject. This is the day, wrong direction, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's not changing the subject to just make an observation about the day. Now, I heard an Orthodox priest say one time um, in a talk, encouraged everyone listening to get up in the morning, cross themselves, and first thing, greet God with, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Is there anything wrong with that? I don't think so. I mean, there's a lot of people who have that as part of their devotion, particularly of, uh, I think of uh, uh, particular generations who've started the day with, this is the day the Lord has made. Now, I'm saying when we sing it out of context and don't know what <laughs> came before it, and treat it as an observation about the day that's dawning instead of the day on which the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Um, I, don't, I, think, I think the devotion can be deepened knowing that context because then I get up in the morning and I say, because what, is the, what, the, what does the other verse mean? The, the stone that the builders rejected, that's crucifixion, has become the chief cornerstone, that's resurrection. This day of resurrection is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So if I were to get up every day and use that as a way to greet the day, it's actually deepened by knowing the context. I am blessed to, leave, to live in the age of the resurrection. So it gets deepened. Okay. Um, let's sing something else. Um, so we've got a metrical version down here. And you'll notice at the end of the first verse, there is an ellipsis. So I don't want anyone to hold it against this version that it's not the whole thing. Because if we were to take the time to sing all the verses, all of Psalm 46 would be represented. But I don't want to take time to sing the whole thing. So we're just going to sing first and last um, parts of it. So this is set in the Trinity Psalter to the same music as America the Beautiful. So basses and altos, I'm going to pitch this nice and low for us, for everyone. God is our refuge and our strength. Okay, everyone know that tune? Here we go. God is our refuge and our strength in straits of present aid. And therefore, though the earth 
still and know that I Great. What's right about that? F familiar. I'm sorry, Ari, what did you say? Right. It's, um, even though we didn't sing it all, it is the whole of Psalm 46. Good. It is... Um, Triumphalish. Okay. What else do we like? Promise. Right. So you're picking up on um, how theme the theme gets highlighted in this, and it's more fully so because it represents the whole psalm. Okay. Good. It rhymes. Uh, what is that? What makes that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. The rhyme helps us remember. It's it's memorable. Okay. What else do we like? And when I say what else do we like, you know, I just I don't mean. Uh huh. You're right. <laughs> uh huh. Well, what are you saying? It is. Okay, we're gonna. Um, something like this almost always ends up um, in this category. Okay, the meter, meter works. Okay, meter, right, for, I mean, those who haven't taken a poetry class in a while, right, is the amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me, ba-bum-ba-bum-ba-bum-ba-bum-ba-bum-ba-bum. Different songs have different meters, you know, depending on how many syllables we're working with per line. Okay. This. Okay, 
So it begins and ends strong. Okay. Anything else we think works with this? Okay. All right. Negatives. Yes. That's right. So everyone in the room sang it this way. Be still and to know that I am God. Breath. That's good. Among the nations I. Breath. Will be exalted I on earth. Breath. So, yeah, that's a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. In the next one, it says, I on earth will be exalted, I will be exalted, and then later on, I will be exalted on earth. Yes. Right? So the prepositional phrase is moving from being an unnatural to not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Um, go back and... and say something about um, the breath. This was not a criticism of how we all breathed. Um, that's exactly where the music invites you to breathe. But the way the text has been set up makes it very clunky. Yes, Jeremy? Right. So, are you saying that this melody is guilty in some way of, of not fitting, the melody doesn't suit everything? Um, so, so this is, um, this is a, if this is a problem, it's a problem for all kinds of hymns. Um, so, in Holy, 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 we sing with the same music, um, all thy work shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. We turn around and sing this, same music, 
though the eye of sinful man thy glory may not see. This is a darker sentiment. Though the eye of sinful man thy glory, right? Um, it's very hard, I think, to write a melody for anything, you know, that is going to suit every single. So like what, one of the things we're working on in choir right now is in the bleak midwinter. And so with music by Gustav Holst, who wrote The Planets, you may know him best for that. Um, in the bleak midwinter, the first line of three of the verses, and it's sung to the same music each time, same music, nothing changes. First line, in the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Next verse, our God, heaven cannot hold him, nor earth sustain, which has a good bit more gravitas than frosty wind made moan, right? And then a final verse, what can I give him, poor as I am? Well, that's a very different sentiment from e either of the, so, you know, it has to be articulated in some sort of different way, right? You see it, it ha the, the, the articulation of the text has to be different to show that we know that our God, heaven cannot hold him, has more weight than in the bleak midwinter. Yes, Josh. Yes. You end up singing things that are not part of song. For example, the last line, the last four lines um, are both from verse 11, which reads, The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. And if in either work they add in, The Lord of hosts is on our side, our faith is secure. Mm -hmm. It's like a little sermon, a little commentary on Psalm 46. It's not adding to the word of God in the, I think, I think in the usual sense that we talk about adding to the word of God. You didn't use this word, but the word I use is that the language ends up getting bloated to fill out the line. I'm sorry? Oh, there we go. It's not Psalm 46. Now, it's a lot closer than the little be still and know that I am God. It's a lot closer than any other song you want to name, Holy, 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 or whatever it might be. It's not quite Psalm 46. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Okay, so now the patriotic side, I'm, okay, I hope this doesn't step on anyone's toes, has not been put as strongly in this audience as it has been sometimes. Sometimes there have been people who are absolutely glowing about the patriotic resonances. When I sing this with this tune, it fills me with patriotic thoughts about America and how for America, God is a refuge and strength. And that's when you see 
other people sitting there gritting their teeth waiting for the negative side. Now we could fix that in a couple of ways. We go to hymnary.org and we look up the meter for this and find another tune that fits that doesn't have those associations or we write a completely new melody for it. So we, we could in principle fix that. But just to say something about that melody, the name of that melody is Materna, which I've never formally studied Latin, but I mean, you can hear in that that it's a form of mother, related to mother, maternal, maternity. And I wondered for a while, why, why was the tune named that? That music was written for a Christian hymn about, not America, but about the heavenly Jerusalem, our mother, the heavenly Jerusalem. But none of us knows that hymn anymore. I suspect no one in the room knows that hymn. And somebody had the bright idea, um, and it is a pretty bright idea, hey, this really works well with what's-her-name's text, America the Beautiful. Um, it does work very well. But if we want to sing something and not have the patriotic associations, this one is pretty much a loss for us, I think, because it is so tightly associated. But it's just interesting to know that it could have gone the other way. If it had stuck with the hymn, the Christian hymn it was written for, wouldn't have those associations. Yes, sir. Good. Yes, Eric? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so there's a saying that I think originated in Italian that the translator is a traitor um, because 
from any language to another language, something is going to be lost or something is going to get gained that shouldn't get gained. Um, and here, here's one of my favorite examples of this. So this is from the Scottish Psalter. Um, I think we have three different versions of this in the hymnal. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me down to lie. In pastures green, he leadeth me. The quiet waters by. Um, so, you know, what's wrong with this? Um, I was going to have us sing it, but I can't remember the, the melody that, I don't know if, how familiar, I mean, we've sung it once in the time I've been here, and I can't remember how that melody went. doesn't matter. You could sing it to Amazing Grace or anything you want. But um, well not anything you want. It has to be that meter, right? The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. That's pretty good so far. That's just a compact version of the King James, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. So we've We've smushed those together, but that's not too bad. Uh, he makes me down to lie. Um, the quiet waters by at the end. This is the sort of thing that prompts some people to refer to metrical psalms like this as the psalms according to Yoda, because the word order gets so convoluted. Um, but that's not the only problem. Um, and this is where the, the translator is going to be not doubly a traitor when you, when you do this to it. Um, he makes me down to lie. In pastures green, he leadeth me. The, so question, where does he leadeth me? Well, beside the still waters, but the musically and metrically, it sounds like he leadeth me in pastures green. And then the quiet waters by is sort of this <laughs> tag at the end, like, what's that? The Lord's, because if, I mean, let's all read it together. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me down to lie. In pastures green, he leadeth me the quiet waters by. Is that evil? No, no. Um, because, I mean, just as surely as God leads us by quiet waters, he could also lead us in pastures green. But no matter what tune you use, this is always going to sound wrong because in pastures green belongs up here and the quiet waters by belongs up here. This should be a new paragraph. So what's gotten destroyed here is... Hebrew parallelism, you may know that in the in Hebrew the Psalms don't go ta da ta da ta da ta da ta da ta da ta da, and they don't rhyme. It's not not a characteristic of of Hebrew poetry, but they rhyme in 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 the sense of their meaning. So really, this should be a new line because it's parallel with this. The Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Well, you can do it that way, but you can't do it that way with this music because what's happened is this is quite short. The Lord's my shepherd is a much shorter line than yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So there's no music you can write that's going to accommodate, not metrically, 
accommodate both of them, you can't. I shall not want four syllables. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. What is that, six or something? So something has to give. Person writing a metrical psalm says, well, I'll tell you what has to give. It's the text of scripture has to give because I want it to go da 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 and pastor's green, he leadeth me, the quiet waters by. And so it's not that it's heretical, it's not, you know, it's not evil, and you could do far worse than to sing this in a, in a church, right? There are far worse things. But if you want Psalm 23, that's not quite it. I showed this one time to Paula LaRock, who was the writing coach at the Dallas Morning News. I don't know anything about her own faith commitments. <laughs> But she did know a thing or two about how to put words together on a page and shove them around and make them sound good. I showed her this and she said, why on earth would someone do that to something that is so beautiful? To her, this sounded like the work of a completely tin ear to the tin ear to how beautiful English can sound. Why on earth would someone do it? Okay, so uh, this metrical Psalm 46 doesn't do anything quite like the quiet waters by, but we do get the, the business of, uh, as has been pointed out, among the, among the nations I will be, and then we take a breath, and, but no composer sitting down with just the, this text even would set it, I mean, if we didn't breathe after I, be still and know that I am God, among the nations I will be exalted. It doesn't really fix it. No one would set it that way. I is not important in terms of its stress to hold it out for that many counts. No one would do it that way. But here it's a bit of a mess. Um, all right, so the, the um, what Psalm 46 actually says in a reasonable translation. The Lord of hosts is with us. Everyone just say, the Lord of hosts is with us. And as if it were something you were glad about. The Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord of hosts is on our side, our safety to secure. You know, it doesn't have the same ping you know, you can't do it as a shout of acclamation as I think it exists in the psalm. Okay, um, well, let's sing it from a reasonable translation on the back of the page. And then we're not going to have time for any negatives, only, <laughs> only positives. Okay, um, if you don't read music, it actually might be an advantage. Um, so don't worry if you can't read music. You just trust your ear for a second. Because this is a very simple way of doing this. So the first line is going to go like this. God is our refuge and strength. Do that. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. A very present Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Okay, you see there's an accent mark in every line. 
Anyone picked up yet what's going on there? What's going on? What happens with that accent? Why it's there? Anyone figure it out yet? James? I move to the next note on the accent. So I'm seeing typically most of the words, most syllables on one note and then move on the accent. Um, any rhyme or reason for where that accent is? Why there? The end of the phrase, um, it's always the last accented syllable of the line. So we get strength, then we have the next line, two syllables, but the accent's on trouble because it's the last accented syllable. So always moving on an accented syllable. God is our refuge and strength. God is our a very present help in trouble. A very Therefore we will not fear though the earth gives way. Therefore we will not fear though the earth Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Okay, so good luck. Uh, now we do the whole psalm this way. It may be something of a train wreck. That's okay. It's the first time doing it. But um, here's the way it'll go. I'm going to, here's what this sounds like. And then you're going to get the note. And I'll, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Let's keep going. Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God shall help her when morning dawns. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, and the earth shall melt away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolation he has brought on earth. In all the world, he breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the chariots with fire. Be still, know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Okay. First time out. Not bad. Um, we're going to have to quit. But 
We'll pick up there, but let me just ask real quickly, without taking time to write them down, what's right about that? It's Psalm 46, okay? Anything else that's right about it? <laughs> yeah, I like that you said we get the opportunity uh, to do it. Yeah, okay. Um, what do you, what, what, uh, let's just go to the negative real quick. What's the downside of this? So clunky. Uh-huh. Uh, so what's clunky about it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Uh, you have to take that up with the Holy Spirit um, <laughs> and the Hebrew writers in terms of uneven lengths of lines. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, of course. Right, it's un. Right. Right, it's unfamiliar. Uh huh. Okay. So we'll leave it there. Um, here's just my, my challenge for us, a little invitation for you um, over these next four or five weeks when we do this. Um, so w when I was in Florida and did a series of talks on worship, I invited people one week, challenged them to have a conversation this week about worship. But the following words are banned. The word worship, praise, glory, I, me, my. And no fair cheating with like um, first person plural and making a we, us, and our. What, um, the point of that is not that any of those words are bad, but we are so used to talking about worship and music in terms of our sentences begin with I. <laughs> I like this, I don't like that. So here's the invitation for you know, the next month or so. Um, as you talk, if you talk about this music with each other or at home or anything like that, banish from your vocabulary, I like and I don't like. Not because that's an unimportant question, whether I like it or don't, but it's the only way so many of us have of talking about music. I like it, I don't like it. Well, say more. You know, what, what's the music doing? Uh, make the music the subject of the of the sentence and, and not yourself. See if you can find ways to talk about this kind of music without simply 
embracing it with I like or dismissing it with I don't like. And what we'll do next week, Lord willing, we'll sing through that again, and then we'll do a fuller discussion of, of what we like and don't like. But I will remember what's been said um, because it's familiar. <laughs>